Okay, good morning everybody. Great to see you starting a new semester. And we're going to also be learning from the Rambam again this time uh, from a different section of the Rambam, actually a different safer from the Rambam. And the shear is sponsored by Esther Weiner as a zechus for Rufus Lema for Esther Bas Charna Besoch Sha'ar Chola Yisrael. Rufus Lema Hashem. Uh, this is called the Hakdama Leperek Chelek. There is a Perek in the Gemara Sanhedrin, which is called Perek Chelek, and it talks about Olam Haba, Mashiach, Chiyas Amesim, all these things. And the Rambam wrote a special Hakdama, spe- a special introduction to this Chelek in the Gemara. It's in the Gemara Sanhedrin. So we're going to start there from the very beginning where it says on the left side there, Hakdama Leperek Chelek. Now this is a quote from the Gemara and Sanhedrin. You also recognize this um, from Pirkei Avos because it's quoted at the beginning there of Pirkei Avos. Kol Yisrael yesh lehem chelak la'olam haba. All of the Jewish people have a portion in the world to come. And notice the lashon of our Chachamim, all of the Jewish people. Right? That's the, that is the principle that we abide by. That every Yid has a chelak in olam haba. Shenem, or as it says, this is a pasuk in Yeshaya, va'ameich kulam tzadikim. Your nation, Hashem, they are all tzadikim. All the Jewish people are righteous. La'olam Yeshu oretz. They will inherit the land forever. Now this eretz here is a reference to olam haba. It means what's called the eretz hachayim, the land of life, meaning olam haba. So they will inherit the land of life, olam haba, forever. Neitzer, neitzer matoai. They are the shoot of my planting. And then the rest of that would be ma'asei yodai lehith po'er. My own handiwork in which to be glorified. So kibiyach Hashem is glorified in Kal Yisrael, in the Jewish people. Now that's the quote that we always say at the beginning of Pirkei Avos. Then the actual Gemara goes further than that. After it just said everybody has every Jew has a chelik in olam haba, then it says ve'elu she'in lehem chelik olam haba. So Jewish, right? Very Jewish. <laughs> and these are the ones who don't have a portion in the world to come. So everybody does, but these are the ones who don't. Homer, one who says ein techias hamesim, some have the girsa ein techias hamesim min haTorah. Those who deny techias hamesim, the resurrection of the dead, in the end of days. Those who deny that have no portion in that. Some say that it's mira keneged mira. If you don't believe in it, then you don't get it. Now also min ha-Torah. Those two words are in parentheses. Because according to that, what that would mean is that, well, they do believe in chiyas ha-meisim, but they don't believe it has any source in the Torah. Ve'in Torah min ha-shamayim. Those who say that Torah did not come from heaven that Hashem did not give the Torah to the Jewish people. Those who would believe that would have no chilek in Olam Haba. That's the found, one of the foundations of Yiddishkeit. Va'apikoris. Now we call an apikoris a heretic. And that would mean different types of people, those who despise Tamidei Chachamim, those who don't believe in Torah Sheba Al-Peh, those who fall under the category of a heretic. Rabbi Yekiva, Omer Rabbi Yekiva says, even people who read 
outside books. <clears throat> now, don't worry if you read a novel in your life. Don't think you don't have a chelik in Olam Haba. Or maybe you once read the encyclopedia. It's okay. You have a chelik in Olam Haba. These are referring to uh, books outside of, you might say, the proper framework of Yiddishkeit, outside the proper framework of Torah, and people kind of investing themselves in those books. Or it could also mean that they include books that we don't consider to be part of Tanakh. There are, there are 24 Sforim in Tanakh, Torah, Nevim, and Ksuvim, and the Anshe Knesset Hagadola were the ones who established what's included in Tanakh. The last book in Tanakh is Megillus Esther. Historically speaking, that's the very last, that's the cutoff point. I mean, nothing past that time is in Tanakh. So, for example, the Sefer HaMakabim, the book of the Maccabees, which some of you may have seen, it's quoted a lot. Some of it is actually authentic and authoritative, but it's not holy. It's, it's similar to a history book. So those, those, those are books that are written later that have some kind of value, but they're not holy books. So some say this means a person who considers some books that were written after Tanakh to be considered as part of Tanakh. That, that's not okay, because we don't believe in that, that, that they have any level of Kedusha like the works of our Tanakh. Then another one, Vahalochesh al Hamaka, a person who whispers over somebody has a wound, some type of uh, damage to their body, so they whisper this as a spell. Vaomer, and they say, they quote the following Pasuk in the Torah, all of the illnesses which I placed on the Egyptians, lo I will not place them upon you, ki ani Hashem rofecha, because I am Hashem, your healer. So a person who whispers that over a person who was wounded, as if it has magical powers, so ein lohem chelek lo they're attributing things in the wrong way to psukim, using the Torah as a refua, which is not okay. Abishol, Omer Abishol says, af ha-hoges Hashem even one who pronounces Hashem's names with its letters, meaning the Shem Yud K Vav K, and pronounces it the right way, you're not allowed to do that. Now the truth is, we could have a very big discussion as to why all these people don't have a portion in Olam HaBav. I'm not going to go there, because it's really not what we're here to learn about, but I wanted to, of course, bring it. There's a lot said about this, why these specific people are, because we can understand a person who denies um, that Torah is Shemaim, we can understand you deny Tchias HaMesim, but there are so many ways that this can go and so many ways this can be understood. So it's not really, it was not my intention to move in that direction, but rather just to go straight into the Rambam who will talk about Olam Haba and what that means, which we'll get to eventually, within the next couple of weeks. So we're going to go with the main principle of Kol Yisroel Yeshulem Chelech Lolam Haba. All the Jewish people have a portion in the world to come. That's what we stand by. Yeah, if it's on the other things, I'm not going to respond to it. If it's on that one, then I will. Yeah, a person's a tinok shenishpa. They never knew any difference. They were never educated properly. That's a whole different story, as opposed to a person who learned and then rejected it. Right. And most people in our times um, who are not aware of these things are all in the category of the tinok shenishpa, of a child who was a baby who was taken captive and never never had the opportunity to even know what it means to be Jewish. And most of Kla Yisrael, unfortunately, in our day and age, is in that uh, category. 
And even if you know a little bit, like you went to Hebrew school or something like that, it doesn't take a person out of the category of Tinog Shinishba. The fact that there's a Jewish person on a college campus or where you work who knows that there's such a thing as Shabbos and doesn't keep Shabbos, that doesn't mean that they really know what Shabbos is and they re are rejecting it. They don't know what it is. They know that, that maybe they went to some Shabbos table once, maybe they were in the shul one time, but that's not knowing. That's just being aware that such a thing exists. So Tinok Shinishpa is a very broad category. Okay, now we're going to get to... Uh, yes, Yolanda, please. Yes. Yes, this is right at the beginning of Perak Chelek in Masechus Sanhedrin, right. And Ramam comment on the tomorrow? No, he's just going to comment really on, I mean in general does he? No, he does not, no. There, there were works that the Rambam wrote on Shasta, we don't have. We don't have those. So this, what we have from him are introductions, like he has an introduction to Mishnayis, you know, which is at the beginning of this particular book, introduction uh, to Shmona Praki and to Perkeyavos, and then its introduction to Perkeyavos. We have all of those. But a running commentary by the Rambam on Gomorrah, then we don't have that. But why, why do you think an introduction to this one? Not because it talks about Olam Haba, and he wanted to discuss Tchias HaMesim, Mashiach, Olam Haba. So he, he, he focused on this Perak of Gomorrah, Sanhedrin, as his springboard to go into that. Okay. Okay, so now, now that was a quote from, as we said, Masechah Sanhedrin. Now we'll start right in with the Rambam. And he does quote that at the beginning. Aleph. Ro'isi l'daber b'kan. I have seen fit to speak about here at this point b'ikorim rabim be'amuna, Regarding many important foundations of our faith, of Yiddishkeit. Gedolim v'nichbadim ad ma'od. Many important and honored principles. Heve yodeya, you should know, ki ba'alei Torah, people who are aware of Torah, who have some Torah knowledge. Nechleku deyosehem batova shetagia lo'adam. They had a difference of opinion regarding the good, the tova, which would come to a person ba'asiyas ha-mitzvot when they do mitzvos, shetzivonu bohen Hashem Yisbarah, which Hashem Yisbarah has commanded us. So regarding that good, what we call sometimes in English a reward for the mitzvos that we have done, al yidei Moshe Rabbeinu, by keeping the Torah and the mitzvos that Hashem gave us through Moshe Rabbeinu, Allah v'shalom, and also regarding what would happen to, a peop to people who have punishment, bera'a, discipline, shetim so that would occur to him or her, avor alehen, if they would be over, if they would transgress the laws of the Torah. So the Rambam says there are many opinions on what happens to somebody who keeps mitzvot, what do you get as a result of that, and what happens to somebody who does averos, who transgresses them. Machlokos rabos ma'od. There are many different opinions on this topic. According to the varied seichel, intelligence and knowledge of people. Now we would say in, in common vernacular that people got messed up with this. That would be a common way of saying it. A shibush is people who were off. They made mistakes. 
they were saying things that were incorrect. So the Rambam says that they, there are some very serious mistakes about what people say about Olam Haba and Chiyas HaMesim, Shibush, inaccuracies. Until it's so much so, it's almost as, you, as if you could not find a person who could explain, explain this properly. And you will not be able to find something completely decisive to any person, but rather with all kinds of inaccuracies. So the Rambam wants to convey how he holds what is Olam Haba, what is Mashiach, what's Tchiyas HaMesim, and that there's a lot of mistakes that people make about these concepts, which he says right out. Now he's going to give a few different opinions, which, and he agrees with none of them, right? He's just going to tell us some of the opinions that are out there in his time. This would be in the uh, uh, um, 1100s, 12th century. Kasarishona Soveris. The first group of people believes. Kihatovohi, what is this good that people get as a result of doing mitzvos? Ganeden, that it refers to Ganeden. And so, what is it? But what is that, this Ganeden that people think it is? Vichihu makom shaochlim v'shosim sham. They believe it is a place where people eat and drink. Mibli amal haguf without having any physical exertion, and you don't get tired out. Mm-hmm. So it's eating and drinking and enjoying all physical pleasures and you never get tired. Right? Or full. Or what? Or full. Or full, right? You never get full. <laughs> <laughs> or cold. tovos, <laughs> And that there are houses in this Gan Eden and they're made of precious stones. Umitos mutsaos bemeshi, and blankets that are spread out made of silk. Unahoros moshchos yain ushmanim muvusamim, and rivers that are flowing with wine and oil of the most fragrant type. Vaharbe devorim mizehamin, and all other types of related things. So, in other words, it's a world of extensive luxury and indulgence and everything that people enjoy you know, to the highest level of luxury, that there is, that is their concept of Gan Eden. What's that? Yeah, it does sound very non-Jewish, like a Greek or Roman idea. If they believed in the afterlife, then that would be something like that. Yeah, very similar to that, right? You have all these pleasures in the next world. Yeah, yes, exactly. Please, Abby, please. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. We're, if you take it um, physically, because we're physical people, right. then you, 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 know, you can't. Right. You can't. Does it make sense? It does not. And in this world, the shopping would be very good. Right. This would be very, a nice world of shopping. <laughs> What's that? It seems ironic that a spiritual world should be focused on material. On physicality, right? Yeah. So it's, that, that's a very good point, Jody. And so the idea there is the Ramam was talking about shibushim, you know, inaccuracies 
of thought, conceptual inaccuracies. inaccuracies. So that's very true. They're, they are proposing something which is not spiritual, which means that there's something in their thought process which is off, and therefore leads them to believe this. So what would be the bad part? And they believe, what is the what is the bad part of the next world? Gehenna. That that's Gehenna, what we translate as hell. And it's a place burning with fire. Where people are burned up. And people are suffering there. With all different types of pain and affliction. And they go to extensive lengths describing the various tortures of Gehenna. That sounds like Christianity. So this group of people who believes that this is what Olam Haba is, they bring a raya, they bring a proof <laughs> to their thoughts and their beliefs. They choose different chazals, passages from our chachamim, which they believe support their point of view. And they also quote psukim from Tanakh with nice little pshatim on those psukim to support, support their point of view. Lama shehem omrim, supporting that which they say and believe. Lakulo, either in all of what they believe, supporting all of what they believe, olurubo, or at least most of it. Now, each group is going to hold that they have psukim to bring to support their position. Let's, as is always the case, someone who tries to prove something, and that, let's say they're within the realm of Torah, they want to try and prove it from the Torah. So that's, that's group number one, the Rambam says, which is inaccurate, not correct. Group number two, the Kashaniya, Tispor Shov. The second group of people, they think and they believe, Shahatova Hamayuchelasi, that this good, which we hope for, miyuchelas, is to hope for, to anticipate, modern Hebrew, ichulim, or like good wishes, he, yemos ha-Mashiach, they believe that olam haba is Mashiach, mehira yigole, may he be revealed speedily in our times. Amen. Can you hear that? So they think that Mashiach and olam haba are synonymous. The Rambam says this is also not correct. The Chiba also has man, and that during that time of Mashiach, Yehiyu b'nei Adam kula malachim, that people will be malachim, will be like angels. So unlike the first point of view, which was a, a world of physical luxury and indulgence, the second point of view does not believe that. They have the concept of spirituality, and they think that Mashiach is Olam Haba, and we will live in this Mashiach Olam Haba reality like Malachim. Kulam Chaim Mekayamim Lo'ad, and that we will live forever. Now you could stop on any one of those phrases and say, yeah, I believe that, right? We, we do believe in eternal life. So there will, there will be that. There's going to be some truth mixed in with some non-truth. 
and they will be extremely tall, extremely big. There's a little note on the bottom there, the design, like giants who rise up to the sun. Right? That's an expression. The Yirbu Ad And we will continue to multiply and reproduce and become immensely populous until they will settle settle the whole world and be in that state forever. So the looking at Mashiach when that time comes as a type of Olam Haba, we become angelic in nature and our stature is grand, and the whole world fills up with people of this type. And this Mashiach, according to their opinion, will live forever with God's help. So they hold that Mashiach, who's coming at that time, who is beginning, will live forever. And that during those days, the earth itself will produce finely woven clothing. That you won't have to go shopping, Debbie. You just go to the store and pick off your nice dress from the tree, right? The lechem afui, and that the ground will produce baked bread. Now that might sound familiar to you because that's what Gan Eden was like. In Gan Eden, the, the fruit on the trees grew already prepared. That's what the Chachamim say. Udavorim harbe ko'ela shehem minhanim na'os. And the Rambam says, and they believe any, every, sorry, many other things like this which are impossible. <laughs> now the Rambam's word for impossible is nimna, which means prevented. Nimna'os, plural, that these, these are impossible. And the Rambam holds like that. And he says that these statements of Chachamim, of our Chazal, where breads grow from the, from the ground and so do clothing, he says that those are symbolic statements, that they're not to be taken literally, because that's impossible, he says. And he, he goes with that. Now, we're, we're more accustomed to thinking that's a Midrashic-type statement, it's a Midrash-type statement. It doesn't have to be literal. All right, so we can... We can be pretty comfortable with that. But for these people in this group, they were looking at that quite literally. And the Ram is saying, that's not correct. And so what's the bad part of that world if this is what Olam Haba is? That a person would not be alive when the Shiach came and therefore would not be Zoha to see it. So those who don't get to live in that era would be missing out on this. And they also will bring proofs with many things from the Chachamim and from Tanakh. And they will show how the meaning of those Chazals or those Psukim are in agreement with this belief, either fully or partially. Okay, Mrs. Sol, did you have a hand up before? Were you raising your hand? I thought, were you raising your hand? Did you have a question? No, no. no. okay, Mrs. Seder. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, Gail, you had, did you have a hand? Yeah, please. Uh, 
No. Oh, you're not. Also, I okay. Said, yeah. She said holding her face. Oh, so you're doing the same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two in a row. Okay, so that's two groups which the Rambam so far he's, he's saying these are all shibush and these are mistakes, and even if they're only partially mistaken, they're half truths. So a half truth is often more dangerous than an outright lie because there's truth woven in. The casually, and remember, these are well-meaning people. Because remember, at the very beginning, on the first page, he said that these are Ba'alei HaTorah. These are Jewish people who are aware of Torah and who live Torah lives and think Torah thoughts. They're believing these ideas and they can support them with psukim and with chazals. We're not talking about people who are intentionally outside the camp of Yiddishkeit. He's talking about in the camp, and these are all kinds of misconceptions that people have about Olam Haba. Yeah, Rebison, please. We, we still have them. Pardon me? We still have misconceptions? Yes, of course. I think so. We'll yeah. see when we read the Rambam that we have quite a few misconceptions. <laughs> yes, um, now also, you might, you know, it's been a couple of years since we learned the Derech Hashem from the Ramchal. We talked about Olam Haba and Chiyas HaMesim. But if you have it parked in your head somewhere, we're going to find that there's some discrepancy between the Rambam and the Ramchal. They don't view Mashiach and Chiyas HaMesim in the same way. So we'll, in a couple of weeks, when we get to that, I'm going to bring out some of those differences of opinion. Remember that the Ramchal was a Mekubal, right? one of the greatest Mekubal that we've ever had. The Rambam was not a Mekubal, was not revealed to him. And it's Muskam, he was not aware of Kabbalah. So he's coming from a different point of view. Nonetheless, he's the Rambam, so we have to take his words extremely seriously. But we'll see some of the divergence between what he says and what the Ramchal said that we saw before. Yeah, Ilana, please. So, um, it's not written anywhere in, in the Torah Shabbat how it was written down, like the Sanhedrin, I guess, it touches on it. It was never written anywhere clearly what About, exactly right. the Mashiach. That's right. Like, so, let's say, for example, um, a remez in the Torah, which comes from um, this Gemara, this Perak They want to know, okay, Tchias HaMesim is not explicitly stated in Torah Shabbat so where is it hinted to? And they go through many ramazim from the Torah itself. So one of them is the end of what we say in Kriyashma, that your days and the days of your children shall be increased. On the land that I, I promise to your fathers to give to them. So that means Hashem is going to be giving this land to them, to those people who have already died. So that's a remez that those people who have already died are going to have a chalik in Eretz Yisrael sometime in the future. So this Eretz, this precious land, that's a very general statement. And it doesn't specifically say what that means and what that specific experience is like. It doesn't say that. Now we have chazals that describe it a little bit, but not in the Torah. We only have something like Laman Yirbu Yemech, that you'll have long days and on this beautiful land, but nothing more exact than that in the Torah Shabbat. Okay, Kashalishis. The third group, Tachshov, bottom of the page on page Kuf Yud Aleph. The third group believes, Ki Hatova Shenekavehi Tachiyasamesim that this ultimate goodness that we get in the end of days is techiyas hamesim, when the dead come back to life. Vihi, and what is that? 
Shayichyaha Adam Achar Mosa, that after a person dies, they will come back to life. Vyachzur, and he will return, Im Karova, with his relatives, Ubine Beso, and with his family. Now, just by the way, as an aside, we believe this, right? <laughs> that is correct. We believe that. We all come back and we're living and mishpachos know each other and are together in a spiritual way, but yes, we believe that. Then it goes on. And they will eat and they will drink. And they will never die again. Now we also, we do believe that we will never die after the eating, drinking part is, you know, that's the big question mark because if that's talking about spiritually eating and drinking, that's true. Because the Chachamim say that our food at the time of Olam Haba is Torah. We'll be consuming Torah. That's going to be giving us our nutrition. Mm-hmm. So that whole statement, you know, could be correct. So what would be the punishment if that is indeed Olam Haba? If Tchiyas HaMesim is Olam Haba, not to come back to life. A person who would not be to be resuscitated from the dead, that would be their onesh. And this group of people <coughs> brings a proof to their belief. Once again, with many different statements from Chazal, which are found amongst the words of our sages, ubi pesuki min ha-mikra, and they also bring a raya from Tanakh, shepishatam yore ama shehem omrim o al-kitsaso. Notice how he ends each group with that, and they bring proof to what they believe, either entirely or in part. Now the Rambam never wastes words, so he has a reason why he's saying entirely or in part. So they can fully support what they believe, or they can partially support what they believe, and that's enough. For them, that's enough. So I want to just break this third group out for a minute because this is similar to what we believe based on the Ramchal. But it needs a little more elaboration. And the Ramam is going to say later why he disagrees, why this is not Olam Haba. But we believe that it is, right? But that needs more explanation. The Kasraviz, Tachashov, the Fourth group believes, What is the good that we receive in Olam Haba as a result of doing the mitzvos? Menuchas haguf, rest. Ah, that sounds good, right? Menuchas haguf, rest of the body. Vahasogas hata'avos ha'olamios ba'olam hazeh and the attainment of all types of phys- physical pleasures in this world. So this is different than group number one who said that you're getting all of these nice things in a place called Gan Eden. That was group number one. Group number four says, no, it's, it's here. It's right here in this world, and it's very pleasurable. Ba'olam hazeh, kamo, for example, shuman ho'aratzos, very fertile land, unuchasim rabim, and lots of wealth, verov habanim, and many, many children. It must be the ones who behave. 
v'orech chayim, and length of life, u'briyus haguf, and a healthy body, v'hashalom v'habitochon, and peace, and tranquility, v'hayos ha-melech mi-Yisroel, and the king will be a Jewish king, meaning the king Melech HaMashiach, v'hiyosenu sholtim, ami shehetzar lanu, and we will be dominant militarily over those who have afflicted us in the past, that the Jewish people will be the most powerful nation. But that's all olam hazeh, that this is happening right here in this world, and you kind of graduate to this level of olam hazeh with the great king, and that is what they believe is olam haba. V'hara'a shetasigenu, and any, the, the bad, the negative consequences which would occur, for a person who denies the Torah and denies this reality, would be the opposite of all these things. Like we are living right now in our times in exile. So the people, it's hard for me to break this down, that some people are living in this state of the Jewish people are the top nation and others are living in this state of gullus and weakness. How does that occur simultaneously? I don't know. Are you going to say something, Rebson, on that? Well, I think yeah. that we have that too. The notion that if you do everything right, the way some people can manage to do, mm-hmm. then everything goes smooth for you. You're living in the highlands. Right. And for those who are not capable of making all the right choices, you know, they're suffering. So, but that's simultaneous, right? Right. Like right now, we live in a world like that. But I somehow... Think we li- the people believe that. I think there's they that believe belief. that, right. That if you're doing Torah right, this world is going to work for you. And if you're not, so it's not. So there's almost a, a you know, busha if you're struggling to be moda because it's like a mark that you, you're not doing it right because you wouldn't have right. it. Right, so it's very judgmental, very condescending. But the problem with that is that this is talking about a state of when we're, we are supposed to be in a state, a messianic type state, a geula type state. So they're believing, apparently, I don't understand this, in that state of geula, of olam haba, which is here in this world, in this state, which is what they believe. But some people aren't in it. Like they're here, but they're not here. Our conception of olam haba is not like that. Everybody is pure and good and eternal. We don't have an olam haba, where there's still bad things going on for some people. That's not our concept. But this is simultaneous, according to the way I understand it. I'll just finish off that uh, last line. They will also bring a proof to what they hold, from all psukim in the Torah, min habrochos v'haklolos v'zulasan. Take a look at the Tochacha and the Torah about all the good things and all the bad things that could happen to Klal Yisrael, and they bring proofs to show, see, these are the good things that could occur, these are the bad things, and you're going to live that out forever. Umikol osam hasipurim hakasuvim bamikra, and all the other stories and renditions of the Torah Shavitsa. Notice he leaves out the Chachamim in this one that apparently this group is not able to bring proofs to what they believe from Chazal. Because all of the other ones leading up to this had a proof from Tanakh and from Chazal. 
This group does not have that. You can't prove this from, and maybe that's the point that's bothering me, the idea that this is not our conception from the way we understand through Torah Sheva Alpeh that there's a simultaneous good and bad happening in Olam Haba. Maybe that's why you can't find any Chazal like that. If you just take the Torah Sheva without Torah Sheva Alpeh, yeah, you can find psukim for good, psukim for bad, and bring that to prove your point of view. Yeah, Rebison, please. But, I mean, he's not... Okay, so, again, the first thing he said very specifically, this is what people are calling Ganeda. And this is what They're calling, calling Olam Haba Ganeda. Well, I'm just saying, looking at the first thing that he yeah. starts out saying, this is the misconception people have about Gan Eden and Gehenna. And then this no, next I'm, I'm sorry, because that's, that's not quite right. Well, I'm, not, I'm just oh, paraphrasing. Okay. I'm just saying that right. the words he uses, that he's okay. explaining that this is what they say is the good. Right. Oh, okay. This is the good that happens to people, okay. and okay. this is the bad that happens to people. Okay. So, so they all have their different versions so, of that. So right, so then this group, it just seems like you're adding an Olam Haba. So these groups that are saying that's good and bad, they're using terms Gan and Gan and that's the first group. Then yes. the next group, what's good and bad, he's talking about Mashiach. Right. The uh -huh. third group, talking about Mashiach. The fourth group, is, is they're just talking about people doing mitzvahs. That, that the Torah that they're saying, he's saying, is Atsiyah's HaMitzvahs, and the people that do the mitzvahs, no, the Torah, the, the Torah that they get as a result of the mitzvahs they had already done. Okay, so that's a, okay, but I guess there's the, the point is that there's, you're saying Olam Haba, but he doesn't say right. that. Right, so I, I shouldn't say that. I should just use the very general terms that the Rambam is referring to, that this, these are so far four ideas as to what is the good at the end of days and what is the bad at the end of days. And I slipped in the words Olam Haba, which is, I shouldn't have, because that already is, is, is qualifying it. That's correct. Yeah. So these are different versions of what's the good and what's the bad. So, so far we have Gan Eden in its you know, um, description, Mashiach, Tchias HaMesem, and Olam Hazeb, and everything that accompanies those different contexts according to each opinion. And now we'll do the last one that I'll get to you, Linda. So he has five groups, and this is the fifth one. Bekasa Hamishis. And the fifth group is, one second, sorry. In Olam Isaiah, you still got to be worried about time. The Haim Harbe, the Ramam says, there are a lot of people in the fifth group here. Mechabrim ha'inyonim ha'ela kulam ba'omrim. They join these other conceptions and beliefs together. And they say, Ki, hatocheleshi, that which we are hoping for, in the end is, Shayavu HaMashiach, that Mashiach will come, V'yichayya HaMesim, and there will be Tchiyas HaMesim, V'yikansu L'Ganeiden, and we will go into Ganeiden, so it goes Mashiach, Tchiyas HaMesim, Ganeiden, that's three out of the four opinions so far. That's four out of four. And we'll eat and drink there as well. So Mashiach, Gan Eden, and eating and drinking and enjoying and we will be healthy for the rest of eternity. So that's an amalgam of the all four opinions. 
Bisoni Lamar. However, this is the wondrous thing what I would like to say. Ha'olam haba. Olam haba. Ma'at timsa bishum panim. There are very few who think in any regard, or to take this as an ikr, or who will ask about this, what does this actually mean? What the Ram is saying is this, there are very few people who are really taking this to heart and are thinking, what is Olam Haba? People have their ideas and their conceptions, and these are the five groups that I guess were prevalent in his time. But he says very few are actually stopping themselves and thinking and asking, what does this really mean? What are we really talking about? Imhu tachli satova? Is it the ultimate good? Or is one of the other opinions that we cited, is it the ultimate good? Or making a distinction between that which is ultimately good and that which brings us to that which is ultimately good, meaning understanding our world and our life and what we're doing leading us into the next reality. But what people ask about in general, both the masses of people and even those who are understanding things better, So he said, what kind of questions do people ask? And the Rambam is kind of bemoaning these questions. He says, the real question should be, what is Olam Haba? What does it mean? How is it related to what we're doing here in our world? How, what does it mean in comparison to these different points of view that we have just mentioned? What does it really mean? So he says, well, what are people asking instead? Uh, when we get up, are we going to be naked? That's the question. Or are we going to be with clothing? So Ramam is saying, you're asking silly questions. Don't ask, are we going to come back with clothing or without clothing? Those are trivial questions. And he says, people are asking, you know the tachrichin, the burial shrouds that people are buried with? When we rise at Tichiyas HaMesim, will we be dressed in that clothing? In the way they're woven and the way they're designed. Now our tachrichin are very simple, by the way. They have no designs in them whatsoever. And they're sewn so nicely. So he's speaking like in a, a little bit tongue-in-cheek here, saying like, this is what you want to know? You know that the tachrichin you have that are made so nicely when it comes time for tchiyas hamesim, you're going to still have nice clothing on tchiyas hamesim? Or they're asking, maybe you just get up with some clothing on enough to cover your body. And then when Mashiach comes, people are asking, Will the rich and the poor be equal? Will there be strong people and weak people at the time of Mashiach? 
and many, many different kinds of questions like this that are present all the time. Now, even though the Rambam is saying this as a critical statement, that these are not the Iker questions, these are just side questions, What's it gonna, what are we going to be wearing, who's stronger, who's weaker, these are not really the important questions. The important question is, what will be our relationship to Hashem at that time of Olam Haba? These are all secondary to that. So a lot of people ask these questions. And in a certain way, there's nothing wrong with these questions. It's curiosity. People want to know. What's it going to be like? What will people look like? Who will be strong? Who will be weak? It's okay. But we have to know what the Ram is saying is, that's not the main thing. The main thing is, what is our relationship with Hashem going to be like at the time of Olam Haba? And he wants people to be asking that, quest, that question. Because there are only ma'at, there are only a few who are saying, what does that state of, of being really mean? And that's the Iker question. Now he's going to start to explain, as we start Bezrat Hashem, upcoming weeks, his explanation of what that world and that existence really means. Okay, there were a couple of questions. Linda, you had a hand up before. The last group, yes. But um, I don't really remember where it's going. Okay, the same. The thing is that you, you, you did teach us that what that last group believes is going to happen exactly like that, except yes. that that isn't Olam Haba. Right. You said, you taught us that that was the precursor to Olam Haba. Well, we have him, Moshe Mashiach, in this world, yes. and we have help, and we have yes. peace, and we have hope, yes. we have all that. It's yes. just then we have Then is Tachiyas HaMesim, which is Olam Haba. That's the Ramchal's point of view. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you were saying you had a question with, I was just going to say Hashem is like preparing us for that now because we can see so obviously politically and everything else how two people can be in the same room and hear the same thing and exist in a completely different reality. Just, I think. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I think the Rebbe was saying a similar thing. My question mm-hmm. on that is that how could someone believe that for what is the ultimate good? Because I'm so tied in to thinking that when that time comes, it's all good. There's no more any opinions that are, you know, Rishoim opinions. There's no more, no more any Golus in the world. It's over and done with. But you also taught us that it's like we see as Mitzrayim, that only a percentage of the Jews are, are, are getting that. I mean, we're no. all our souls... No. Right. That would not be, those were not my words. <laughs> I know me well enough to say... <laughs> We're, we're all going to get there. There's a process to getting there, but everybody gets there. After Tzviyas Mason, but up until Tzviyas Mason, yeah. that pre-Mashiach time, yeah. not everybody will be there. That. So we yeah. could experience different realities of people maybe there. But, but, but not that. during Mashiach's time. For, for those who are alive when Mashiach comes, you don't have some people in Golis and some people who are not. Everybody is in a state of Geula. Yeah, everybody's in the state of Gula. There are no, there's no more Golas. That's it. It's all over. All the evilness of history is over and done with. Whereas this fourth opinion is saying they still coexist. It's very hard for me to relate but, to that. But he's saying yeah. it's a misconception. It's a he's misconception. It's not, it's not correct. Right. Yeah. So that's why you can't relate. Right, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> he's saying they're all, these are all misconceptions? Yes, all these are misconceptions, but there is some truth woven in to some of these opinions. Like, Olam we live forever, like, that's all true. Please go. Yeah. Are we going to address why it's not this Yeah, yeah. You have to remind me because I 
The Rambam may touch on it, but we do have to talk about why Tchiyas HaMesim is only hinted at in the Torah Shabbat and not actually written explicitly, as Gil is saying. Okay, have a great week, everybody. Uh, bundle up, stay warm. Have a good Shabbos. Sure. You can keep these. <laughs>